You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. One week out from Christmas, baseball might not be front of mind for many Kansas Cityans, but over the past few days, the Royals have certainly given us something to talk about. After historically avoiding spending big money on free agents, they've laid out over $100 million in guaranteed money to a slew of solid players this offseason. Joining us now for a quick Royals offseason update is Matthew Lamar. He's editor of the Royals Review from SB Nation. Matthew, welcome back to the show. Always good to have you on. Thank you. It's good to be on. The place where the Royals have really invested in the team so far has been starting pitching. Last week, the team signed two uh, respected veteran starters, Seth Lugo and Michael Waka. Tell us about why they felt these deals were necessary. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty simple, right? So last year, the Royals ranked uh, 28th among the 30 MLB teams um, in starting pitcher ERA. Wow. Um, so they had a 5.17 ERA as a group. Um, if you're not up on, on baseball stats, that's, that's not good. Um, they had a really kind of patchwork of, of starters last year. And so there was a need for some, you know, reliable starters. They just really didn't have very many people that they could rely on to get through the lineup a couple of times and come out and put the team in a position to win. So it makes absolute sense why they would target who how, they did. How good are these two pitchers? They're, they're pretty good. You know, I, I don't think that you should expect, you know, if you think of like some of the most more recent uh, pitchers that the Royals have gone out and acquired, like, you know, a James Shields, they're, they're not going to be a James Shields, but they're going to be good. Um, they're going to be good, average, hopefully above average uh, pitchers. And uh, the thing is, that's the, those kinds of guys are really hard to acquire. They're really hard to develop. So for the Royals to go out and get those pitchers um, and to add them to the rotation, and it's a force multiplier, right? If you have one average guy, you don't have a very good rotation. But if you have four average guys, and right now with Cole Reagans and Brady Singer and those two, you're looking at a pretty decent top four in your rotation, which hmm. is something the Royals haven't had in a while. They also brought in a couple of relief pitchers, lefty Will Smith, who's been on three of the most recent World Series winning teams, and righty Chris Stratton, who just won it all with the Rangers. What kind of role might we see those players take on in the bullpen? Yeah, I I think that the role that they could take on could be very different depending on who else the Royals acquire this offseason. Um, they're, they're still active. Um, it's possible that we could see some save opportunities for both of them. Um, manager Matt Cotraro comes from Tampa Bay Rays and he's shown a willingness to be a little bit more, um, you know, less traditional uh, as it is using openers, sharing, uh, closing responsibilities. So I'm not really sure that there's necessarily like a cut and dry, this player is going to be the closer or the setup guy. I think they'll mix and match, but the Royals, just like with their starters, the Royals needed some bullpen guys to help with 
um, the depth. And so you've got one lefty and one righty. Um, and it's nice to see that they went out and got legit guys as opposed to uh, somebody who could be a reclamation project, right. which sometimes those work out, sometimes they don't. They've also added two position players here, Matthew, power-hitting right fielder Hunter Renfro and speedy utility player Garrett Hampson. Will those players be in the starting lineup come opening day? Uh, I suspect Renfro will. Um, as for Garrett, I'm not entirely certain um, what the Royals see his role as other than just a utility depth. Um, it's possible that, you know, you could see that as as an indictment on how the Royals see their own internal utility depth, what with Nate Eaton and, and Nick Lofton, excuse me, um, that they wanted to go out and get some, you know, some depth there on the utility front. But Hunter Renfro, the last couple of years, he had a little bit of a down 2023, but the previous two seasons, he was a solid average to slightly above average player. Uh, I think in terms of total production, kind of like Andrew Benintendi was um, different type of player though. He obviously has more power than Benintendi, but um, you know, in terms of overall production has like a good, you know, solid regular, maybe a slightly above average. That's what the Royals are looking to get out of him. I suspect he probably starts uh, in right field. We'll be back in just a minute. So in recent years for this Royals organization, these moves are pretty unprecedented, right? I mean, have you been surprised at what they've done so far? Yeah, I, I've been really, really pleasantly surprised um, at what they've done. Um, the Royals don't tend to spend a lot in free agency. And uh, to be fair, they, they haven't like spent like a ridiculous amount. But um, I've been pleased overall at uh, John Sherman's willingness to go out and add to the payroll, right? So you mentioned it was a $100 million guarantee. Um, this upcoming year, it's going to be about $50 million more um, in 2024's payroll than 2023, r- roughly. Uh, that That's a lot of investment in a club that just came off a 106 loss uh, season. Um, and Lugo's deal is, I believe it's the fourth most lucrative uh, free agent deal that the Royals have given ever in their history, Hmm. um, which maybe says more about the Royals than it does about that particular deal. But, um, you know, it's really great to see the Royals could have taken this two ways. They could have just been like, okay, we're bad. We're just going to wait for it, but they are committed to improving the team. And I think what you see here is that the Royals see the American league central division as a weak division. They see themselves as a much better club um, than a 106 loss club. Right. And so they're they're saying, hey, I think we can make a run at this. And um, it's interesting how this sort of dovetails with the stadium push and all of that PR. But, you know, I, I think it's a it's a perfectly defensible strategy. And I think that it's a strategy, which is a little bit of a low bar considering, you know, recent years. But it is a strategy. They're going out, they're pursuing it. And in the past, I'm not sure that they would have you know, the, the clarity to, to pursue something like this. So right. I'm really happy all the way around. Matthew, two quick things before you go. Rumors have been circulating that the team is hoping to extend the contract of star shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. Is that going to happen? Um, I don't know. It depends on John Sherman, who is uh, to this to this point a little bit of a wild card, right? Even if you asked me before the season, hey, are the Royals going to add $50 million in payroll? I would have said no, probably. So I think that what the Royals have done here has made it more likely, but just so everybody is on the same page here, uh, Bobby Witt's extension is probably going to be $300 million minimum. Hmm. Um, And that is many times what the Royals have paid uh, for their highest uh, contract ever, which would be, uh, I believe it's Ian Kennedy's deal for about 75 million. So we're talking like four times that. Um, I, 
I, I don't know. Um, I, I hope that they do. Um, but if they don't, I think that the Royals are going to have to trade Bobby Witt before he reaches free agency. Wow. And you certainly don't want to see that. And so that would happen they, when, Matthew? Yeah, so that would happen. So most big trades of budding stars or stars happen with a year or two left on his deal. Um, so that wouldn't be this year uh, in you know a couple of years, um, yeah, maybe. But uh, with two years left on the deal, that's about the sweet spot. Okay, before you leave, as a team stands today then, what kind of record do you think they'll have next year? You've mentioned they lost 106 games this past season. Yeah, I think they're going to be a lot better. Um, I, I think that the show me state motto, you know, of, you're going to have to show me. <laughs> right. um, I have been uh, in the past, really for each of the last like five or six years, I've been way more positive uh, on my projections of what the Royals are going to do. And then it turns out they, they go out and disappoint me. So I'm going to be conservative here and say that they'll win uh, 72 games. Um and until they show me that they can win more than that, um, I'm going to be a little bit conservative with, with my prediction. So but 72, they won how many this year? They won, uh, what, 59? 59. If I'm doing okay. math, 56. So a better performance. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Matthew Lamar. He's editor of the Royals Review from SB Nation. Matthew, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Elizabeth Erb. Paul Nakatura is our announcer and engineer. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.